If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel so Hello, scoundrels, nerf herders, and move milkers. And you are very welcome to episode 22 of Lava the Hut. Illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. Well, we're happy to bring you a very special limited edition episode of Lava. So for this episode, we're going to be talking all about the brand new show, The Book of Boba Fett. So, you know me, I am Kate, joined by my co-host in the force, Gary. Hello again, Kate. Good to be back. It's been a, it's been a nostalgia trip, hasn't it? How does it feel to be having new Star Wars? It's been it's been a while. So how are you feeling? It has been a while, hasn't it? But again, it depends on your definition of the word new. I mean, while it is new Star Wars, it is something that is incredibly familiar. And as I said, a real nostalgia trip. Right. I have to agree with that. And it's going to be very interesting because we really haven't uh, conveyed our thoughts too much to each other about this yet. So it's kind of going to be brand new you might have seen like my tweets on social media but other than that we're kind of going into the stretch <laughs> so it should be interesting I think we all are in a way aren't we because this is a bit of a a unique one in the sense that this is a tv series where we already have an established character but within his story there are so many blank pages and mm-hmm. so many gaps that can be filled in so it'll be a hot topic of discussion, no doubt, every week to see what mm-hmm. direction the story goes in. Yeah, very interesting stuff. So just right off the bat, like, like yay or nay? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a yay on this one, but I, I think for me, I, I think I was one of the lesser excited ones for mm-hmm. Boba in a way. Now, that's not to say you wouldn't be looking forward to it. I mean, who doesn't love to see Tem back in in that role right um but I suppose for me it was a case of trying to go in with absolutely no expectations Mm -hmm. I think that's the key it very it, it very much was for me and I think sort of looking at it now from having viewed the first episode it's gonna be one that is gonna encompass a lot of different times with, uh, not a, a lot of times probably this word, but a lot of different segments of Boba's earlier life. I mean, we saw in the first episode we got a little bit of crossover and references to both the prequel trilogy and obviously the OT to to where we are now. So, right. um, the filling in of those gaps is going to be a really interesting and no doubt hotly discussed topic and the one thing I suppose to be wary of is that everyone is is probably going to have their ideals of what mm-hmm. Boba had been up to between then and when we meet him in Mando so it'll be interesting to see how much of a, a balancing act 
we we see on screen but from episode one and i'd love to get your thoughts on it Mm -hmm. it seemed to me from the get-go that across this series we are going to see a, a humanizing of boba fett so yeah i definitely agree with that i have a couple things in my notes um that would deal with the humanizing um but yeah i definitely think that seems to be the route and actually the word i used in my notes was uh how he was being unvillainized <laughs> so i guess could that's kind red, of the same could it be a red herring though could be never know but i mean i guess he he kind of has been more on the neutral side than either villain or hero so but yeah he definitely does seem to be more and even just you know taking off the helmet is an act of humanizing him well we know that's going to be a hot topic of conversation anyway should a a mando be taking his helmet off but yeah well he's not is is boba fett technically mandalorian We're not going to get on that rabbit hole today, good lord. <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a podcast for another day, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and so then that brings up an interesting point, too. Um, you mentioned the prequels earlier. And so we got to see Camino flashback. So uh, I noticed a lot of people were commenting on that online, um, how it kind of hit them in the feels after how Bad Batch ended this last season, or the first season of Bad Batch. It's certainly a pattern, isn't it? Tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. That seems to be the MO. (laughs) And I think that will be a central theme is the flashbacks within the the, the Bacta. So do you think it's the Bacta that enhances them or something? Well, when it was switched off, all it it says is healing, was a healing Mm -hmm. session completed, so... I'm assuming it just it literally just restores you back to some semblance of of normal health, unless unless Jabba unless Jabba was hiding away some super secret recipe for uh, for Bacta. Yeah, it's probably like healing all the neurons and different things like that in the brain. So maybe it's just making it all come back intensely. Before before we kind of dig into it, I was curious uh, to hear your thoughts on quite a short run time wasn't it was it about 38 minutes or something like that i think it was under the it was well under the the, the 45 it was interesting how they just released one too because a lot of times they've been doing like two the first two episodes and i almost wonder if they should have done that because it seemed like a lot of people were less than impressed with this first episode <laughs> which kind of surprised me I, I see the word filler sort of going around the, the internet, but I mean... Yeah, I've seen that a lot. Filler isn't necessarily a bad thing, though. It's like when we talked about that with the Bad Batch, and, you know, I I would certainly describe filler as something very different. It's a story that's maybe not centrally character-driven. It just expands the, mm-hmm. the story a little bit more and lets you peer down avenues that we, we may not have, have seen mm-hmm. before. But... um. The the shorter runtime, I, I was more so surprised. But I thought we would have gotten at least forty five minutes out of out of a, an opening episode. But um, yeah, it did, it did mm-hmm. go fast. So I was wondering if maybe if you thought this too. But at the very beginning, when they're panning across the whole palace and all that, it gave me Battlefront feels. A little bit of Star Wars Battlefront. No, I I, I didn't get that at all. The, the the way the way I'm seeing these episodes is just playing 
up to the nostalgia. I've seen tw- mm-hmm. I've seen tweets online that um this is probably going to be a series full of fan service and you know what yeah, if it I'm is sure. if it is I'm totally okay with that I I don't mind in the slightest <laughs> um the episode felt very familiar as did a lot of the the visuals and which it was it was a stunning episode by the way it did look beautiful so we at least we at least would expect that at the as a baseline but um that's interesting that you got the battlefront fields actually i didn't the only thing i suppose i can think of is the opening home screen where you see jabba's palace that uh, that's that's maybe it well there's that one the one where you're walking through the whole palace and everything mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was cool um what did you think about uh some of the aliens that we saw again it goes back to this series maybe banking on the the nostalgia factor we saw so many Mm -hmm. species that we are familiar with which was which was a very welcome sight we saw everything from rhodians to gamorian guards and let's be honest max rebo and a cantina band member oh yeah that was such a a welcome surprise and a a really nice thing to see um Mm -hmm. Again, it's nice that it had that familiar familiarity, and it is the Star Wars that we we know and are familiar with. Where at the same time, it did present us with a lot of a lot of new sights and sounds and interactions. I mean, getting to see the the Tuscan hierarchy was was a really interesting one, and no doubt there will be a lot of uh, new costumes coming in the in the new year for that. Yeah, I'm sure. And we got some dry we got some droids thrown in there too for you as well. Yes, I have that in my notes. Yes, I had a feeling. I like the the dresser droids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was I like that scene. That was really cool. In a way, like I don't know if this whole series is gonna seem kind of like an epilogue of Return of the Jedi, but it, it just it very much has that feel. Well, you've you sort of touched on something that I had in my notes, and in particular, this was before we we ever saw the the series you know when it was announced so i'd love to hear your thoughts on this the series we have you know ahsoka the mandalorian this is the book of boba fett mm-hmm. what the heck is the book of boba fett yeah. a book has obviously multiple chapters so are they going to be opening a whole new world to us or should we be paying much attention to the the, the name of the series or is it just a is it a red herring entirely that is a good question yeah it, it does seem like the terminology is a little different than some of the other stuff we've gotten mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting i think that's definitely something to keep our eyes out for and we can't we can't not mention the the twi'leks either can we yeah there was lots of twi'leks interesting and also did you like the cantina I did. I thought it was it was um, it was very well designed, and it really did showcase the sort of hustle and bustle of uh, you know uh, an environment where, let's say, there may be shady dealings going on in in the background. <laughs> but also, kind of like Mazes. Yeah, very very much so. Um, there was something else that I had written down for that that um, I wanted to get your take on. Um, Speaking of, of familiarities as well, obviously we got the, the Gamorrean guards, but then we also got the mention of Jabba's menagerie. Mm, true. Which was, there were so many little Easter eggs thrown in. 
that I'm sure as time goes on, we'll discover more. But um, it's again, for me, it just goes back to that central theme of playing up to not playing up as such, but, you know, heavily relying on the nostalgia and bringing that familiarity to it, which is mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a successful formula in my book. I don't know if this is a good spot to mention this, but I have in my notes that this was kind of more what I thought Mandalorian would be like. Oh, really? I don't know if, if other people felt that way, but Mandalorian was so different than like, I think what we all expected. Mm-hmm. And so like that, just that expectation and especially, you know, with that first episode, you know, we all got blown away by Baby Yoda at the end. And so with this, it just, I don't know if people are thinking it's just a little lackluster because we didn't have that moment. So I also have in my notes that this episode was vanilla, but in a good way. Like, I love vanilla ice cream, but there wasn't like a super surprising or shocking moment or anything like that. I just, it was very consistent. And I can kind of see why people are saying that it's, it was, if they thought it was boring or whatever. Yes. So we sort of said this before, didn't we? That it seemed online to, be a bit of a mixed bag and a lot of people said it was mm-hmm. filler or as we might say a bit of a slow burner yeah but i mean they have so many sort of gaps to fill in could it realistically be anything else other than a little bit more backstory building yeah would it have made sense straight away to go in completely guns blazing although The one big criticism that I do have, and it reflects on what you were saying, we didn't have that um, baby Yoda moment. Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought that moment was going to be it. And it was Boba getting out of the Sarlacc pit. Mm. Completely underwhelmed with that. I thought his escape was just going to be this incredible fight for life struggle. Yeah. And in the end, they definitely could have done more with that. And in the end, he manages just to find the stormtrooper, sort of replenishes his oxygen and uses his mm-hmm. flamethrower. But um, yeah, that for me, I was hoping that moment was going to be a real, you know, hit the ground running moment where we see, oh, my God, Boba mm-hmm. escaped from the Sarlacc pit. And in the end, it was it, it was nothing. Yeah, so that was, it was a, almost like an afterthought. Yeah, or so, it was a flashback. So it was like a before afterthought. yeah I agree so for me that was a big disappointment that was sort of the moment where I had my head where I was going if they do this right this will be amazing but yeah yeah it it was it was gone as as soon as it started but um I I can't be too disappointed I did get to see my friends about 20 seconds later so I was delighted with that (laughs) oh yes (laughs) so when I was kind of surprised they didn't have a flashback more with something to do with Fennec. I would say that's being left for later episodes. I think the the flashbacks in the tank is going to be the sort of one of the central points that will bring us back to mm. how we got here. Although we, we could be totally wrong and we could see them head off world to attempt to restore balance and sort of before they encounter those unknowns after leaving the cantina um they seem to suggest that they have to cast a very wide net 
to mm-hmm. find balance and order and bring everything in under their control. So that would be a, an ample opportunity to do that. But I suppose it's a matter of how they do it. Another major thing we haven't really talked about yet is the music. Very different. I thought it was sensational. Did you like it? I did indeed. And on my first watch through, I actually didn't listen to the music in the credits. Oh. So. That was cool, the end credits. Yeah, that's sort of, that was sort of where I went, okay, yeah, the music is, it it is amazing as we hoped it would be and we very much expected it to be but Mm -hmm. very different from Mando which I thoroughly enjoy it but um I think if we're talking about the the highlight of the the musical scene when they walked into the cantina there were just very subtle odes and you could hear it and it was it was great yeah it was like a remix of the the famous cantina Mm -hmm. thing yeah and if you looked on the credits, it actually gave John Williams credit, you know, for the original Cantina. Right. So I thought that was cool. Rightly so, we might add. Yeah, right? Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a very effective use to just, since there was so little dialogue, especially what, first half or so, it heavily relied on the music, which worked beautifully, I thought. Well, with Star Wars, we've been blessed with amazing composers who put together these pieces and the music, the music in Star Wars becomes its own character, its own entity. And Mm -hmm. I've no doubt that the oxygen life force, if you will, pun intended. (laughs) Pun well taken and well deserved. Yes. Another thing I had here in my notes, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And this was a disappointment to me. I thought the fight scenes and the combat felt just very slow and sluggish. Um, I was expecting with Boba and Fennec to be out and out brawlers. I mean, Fennec is a master assassin and mm-hmm. I guess I just expected more. The, the parkour scene was obviously beautifully shot, but um, mm-hmm. I suppose I just expected from the combat side of things, I expected more so, fast and furious. Yeah. That whole thing with those assassins, like, it just kind of left me like, what is going on? I, I thought that was a really missed opportunity where you could have had, it could have been someone that we know maybe, like they unmasked someone at the end and you're like, what? Yeah. And another thing I've seen online, and I, I do agree with it, when they surrounded them with the shields, mm-hmm. somebody tweeted, you have a jetpack. All you need to do is grab Fennec <laughs> and you could fly up over the shields. Yeah. So true that you know i i i didn't i i didn't get the i didn't get that scene in particular just with them being surrounded not utilizing and like they have they didn't explain it at all like who they were unless i missed something (laughs) which could happen but yeah i thought that was kind of a missed opportunity like that you could have really packed a punch to, to be fair, though, we, we did get to see, I suppose, the Boba we've wanted to see just releasing an L wrist rocket and blowing someone into oblivion. That's true. So m- more of that, please, and thank you. <laughs> right. So, man, I guess this kind of goes back to what you were saying about them humanizing him, but 
did you just feel really bad for him like the first third or so when you know he just <laughs> it, it was like a series of unfortunate events in the life of boba felt really bad for this guy i more felt like this was somebody who had been through so much that he just really doesn't give a damn anymore that he just really doesn't care um like when the rodian raised the alarm i was fully expecting oh bob was gonna pull his head clean off his shoulders and then when they're in the desert and he tells him i could choke you with this ankle chain yeah i was fully expecting boba just to take revenge then and there to try and escape but he but he yeah, what is the deal with rodians do not trust those guys Mm-mm. yeah i was a little surprised that you know that he showed him so much mercy and then he was offering to like break him free and then the the other sign of that coin is then presenting us with a a different side of boba fett adding another Mm -hmm. string to the bow could present more interesting opportunities for the character arc to go in a different direction Mm -hmm. that is true one thing's for sure that boba has seen some stuff (laughs) oh yeah i guess that's evident even you know from an early age when he held his dad's hand, head in his hands. Uh, and what did you think of uh, seeing the Republic credits? Yeah, that was good. That was a lot of credits. So yeah, I guess, you know, the credits do mean something. Because like, wasn't it Watto said that the Republic credits are no good here? <laughs> so that was in episode one. So I guess by that point, they do have value there. Maybe the huts change things. Potentially could have. <laughs> here's here's an interesting one that I actually had in my notes that I think is uh is is one that deserves deeper considerations. So here we have Boba Fett returning a character who is loved and adored throughout the fandom. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to learn about him and what he's been up to since since the end of Return of the Jedi. On the other hand, we have been given this master assassin played by the amazing Ming-Na Wen who seems to have just risen out of nowhere and become this feared, admired master Mm -hmm. assassin. So how are they going to balance giving us enough of Boba Fett while at the same time expanding the story arc of Fennec Shand. Interesting. That that actually segues nicely to a point that I have that um, are we going to see connections to maybe Bad Batch since she was in that and then obviously they're brothers, if, I guess, to Boba, if you will. Would that be their relationship? Yeah. Like the Bad Batch and him would be like brothers, right? Well, yeah, they all, yeah, they all all being clones anyway, yeah. But um, they're all similar. That's the dilemma I have. How are they going to balance this by not taking too much from one and not giving enough to the other? Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. They'll either hit the mark or they'll fail miserably (laughs) i guess we'll have to wait and see Mm -hmm. so i've heard a lot of people talk about maybe seeing omega show up in this 
and that's back to your bad so, that's back to your bad batch yep. link again so boba is essentially the alpha right and she would be omega so interesting if if she does show up there could be some interesting dynamics there it would be but then with a seven arc, with a seven episode arc will they have yeah, an, that might be too much. will they have enough time to give us maybe her enough of her backstory or will they just drop her in and say here's omega you'll have to wait until xyz yeah. to find out how she got here true true that so yeah i'm curious if there'll be a connections to some of the other upcoming shows maybe or if they'll maybe introduce characters that we'll see later on what do you think probably safe to assume mando is going to be in there somewhere yeah that's true could, baby yoda ooh, could happen what about more bounty hunters i could see that happening or a a friend of a friend of mine is um is still adamant the armor isn't dead. <laughs> we will see the armor. Hey, I wouldn't complain about that. Mm. I love the armor. Death Watch, maybe. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to to go on this ride. <laughs> is seven episodes enough, though? I know it's never enough, but then we should be having Kenobi soon. When does that start? Oh God, I have no spring? idea. I want to say spring. I want to say spring as well, but with it's everything time. that's going on, could could, could they hold? Yeah, it, that's true. Could they hold it back? Could they bring it forward? Who who knows? Yeah, that is true. Everything's in flux. So, uh, should we talk like our overall rating? I. Or do you have any other points you want to bring up before that? No, I think for me that was sort of the the main things that I was discussing. Um, as a as an opener mm-hmm. episode, um, th- th- you described that as vanilla. I, I would describe it as very middle of the road. Nothing incredibly mm-hmm. impressive, but a a decent start considering it's yeah. our it's our first step into this territory, a larger of, world. Yeah. <laughs> so for me a solid seven out of ten I, I could go to eight but um the the um the sarlacc scene just was really lacking for me so i think seven out of ten is is my score yeah i'm pretty pretty close to you there i would say 7.5 mm-hmm. and i just i took some points off because um like the the assassin thing i mentioned earlier like i feel like that was a missed opportunity also, like, uh, I have a question mark. Who is the mayor? I feel like that could have been a really fun reveal at the very end. Yeah. So just kind of some missed opportunities, maybe. But overall, pretty solid. Are there marks taken off there for there being no protocol droid? <laughs> no, I'm all about the astromechs. Oh, you're all about the astromechs. I, I don't see. Care. I don't care about protocol droids. <laughs> oh, that could have been fun, too, to have a protocol droid cameo at the end or something i think they'll maybe have to bring one in because boba understood nothing and if he's going to be yeah. the the lord yeah maybe 3po can show up and offer his services <laughs> r2 and c3po tend to make cameos a lot so maybe they'll 
show up here sometime. They could potentially do, and, couldn't they? And they know the palace well, don't they? So any final thoughts? Let's see what the second episode brings us. Um, there seems to be more agreement that this was a very soft opening. So let's hope as the stories go on, things will amp up a little bit more because I'm hoping this will be darker in tonality than Mando. Mm, interesting. This one was pretty gritty. Yeah, and I'm hoping that... And not just because of all the sand. Hey, well done, you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really hoping this one goes on an upward trajectory in terms of grittiness and uh, action sequences. Yeah, we'll see how we go. All right, so I guess we're going to wrap things up here. And uh, if you are listening to us for the first time, go back and check out our previous episodes. Follow us on social media at Blaba <laughs> at Blaba the Hut. Um, we have some exciting things coming up, so stay tuned for that. There's some awesome books that we need to get caught up on, and and that are coming out soon too. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that. And we have more stuff. Let's leave it at that. Anything else to add, to add? No, I think you've covered it. Maybe we'll we'll see now that we've got our, our red tape and technical issues out of the way. Maybe we'll see about releasing two of our earlier recorded episodes, which we weren't able to to get out. Maybe we'll drop a, a double a double whammy on a day to give people some content. <laughs> Very good. Sounds like a plan. So I guess until next time. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Book of Blaba.